Hello, you are listening to the Treadweary Podcast, the audio arm of treadweary.com, where we gather around the Word of God to hear what it is that God has done for us, so that we might receive from Him the gifts of His grace and mercy. Join Pastor Smee as we take a look at the text coming up for us with this following Sunday to hear what it is that God has to tell us and to open our hearts and our minds as we prepare to worship together. Greetings, church. Gracious and warm welcome to you again. Pastor Smee coming to you here uh, from my office in Staples. And it's a happy Friday, I think, hopefully, maybe, as we gather around the Word of God. And as, and as has been said this whole week, this is our second week by doing a new practice, a new practice that involves us taking a look at the texts that come up uh, for the following Sunday. We begin with the prayer of the day. And then we work our way through the, the first reading or Old Testament reading, the, 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 the psalm, the second reading, which we did yesterday. And now it's the gospel. And the hopes are that I don't give away too much for the sermon for Sunday, but sometimes that may happen. So we'll see. But here we have Mark chapter 1 is going to be our gospel for today as we, as we uh, dig into the scriptures and see what, what God has to tell us through a simple story of Jesus calling some people. But before we do that, as we always do, we open with our psalm. And our psalm appointed for today in our daily lectionary is the psalm reading that is for Sunday, which is Psalm 62. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For God alone my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor, my mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I still love that reading. That's our reading for our psalm for Sunday. Psalm 62, 5 through 12. Well, our gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 1. A very familiar text to most of us, verses 14 through 20. And after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me. Now make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, it's a, it's a familiar text, right? 
It's a very familiar text. I, I think we've had probably more than one VBS that has been uh, <laughs> that has been connected to us. Even even here in Staples, as well as down in Cushing, we do the we do the fish crackers as part of communion. Uh, sort of a symbolic thing of wanting to turn our young people into fishers of people. But after John the Baptist had been arrested by Herod because he speaks out against Herod, who had taken his brother's wife and come back to, to, to uh, Judea, Jesus goes up to Galilee. And this is after he's been tempted in the, in the desert and everything. And it says he's proclaiming the good news of God, making known this message, this gospel of God, this Evangelion, and saying, the time is fulfilled, meaning everything else was just a game. Now everything is done, everything has been set up for this, and now the time is fulfilled, the time is complete, and the kingdom of God has, has come near. It's drawn near. There's an immediacy of it. It is now here physically in Christ. Christ being the kingdom of God in himself. Saying, you want to look for the kingdom of God? It's me. Right here. I'm both king and kingdom. Me. And then he says, repent and believe in the good news. Repent, meaning this turning, this transformation, this, this changing of our minds, this, this moving away from focusing on one thing and now we're focusing on something else. And, and this repenting and believing or trusting becomes the crux of everything of our, ministry, of our ministry as the church, of our work in the world, that, that we preach because of Christ preaching to us. And that proclamation becomes one of repent and trust. Turn away from trusting in ourselves. Turn away from trusting in someone else. And trust solely in God, as, as we, we talked about in the psalm earlier this week. Trusting in God above all things, uh, which is what our small catechism tells us, right? And trusting the good news. Trusting this gospel, this promise gifted to us. That the kingdom is now here. That the time is fulfilled. That there's no other time that we have to fill ourselves. Christ has fulfilled it all in himself. It's complete in him. It begins and ends in him. And so then he goes and he's walking along the sea and he sees Simon and Andrew. And he says, come follow me. And I will make you fish for people. I will make of you fishers of people. I will do the work to, to cause you, instead of fishing for fish, you're going to be fishing for people. You're going to be capturing them by this good news, by this work. And he says the same to, to John and to James. This calling forth of particular people that they might go forth and call forth other people. Making this, this again, this proclamation. The, the things that we miss is we always want to make the gospel about works that we do. About, about nice things that we do. When in fact what it is, is it is this proclamation. It's this thing that we speak. It's this word that we proclaim, that the time is fulfilled. Stop filling your time with other things and allow Christ to be the fulfillment of it all, of every hour, of every day, of every year of your life, from beginning to end, to see Christ there that the kingdom of heaven has come near to you. You don't draw yourself to kingdom. You don't, you don't take the kingdom and try and place it down on earth. The kingdom came in Christ on that day, and it's done. The kingdom, Christ, there, which is the, the huge scandal of the cross. 
is that the king and the kingdom, the almighty God of the universe and, and the, the kingdom that resides in him was nailed to that cross. We tried to kill it because we want our own kingdom. We want to be king. That's why there's this call to repent, to transform our minds, to stop trying to set up our own kingdom with castles and, and walls and, and, and towers and armies and knights and horses and all these things. And instead, it's this humbling thing of saying, no, I have a king, I have a kingdom, and it's him. It's this Jesus who comes to call me by this gospel to say the good news is, is you don't need your own kingdom, that it's me. Let us pray. Almighty God, by grace alone, you call us and accept us in your service. Strengthen us by your spirit and make us worthy of your call through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord, church. Hope to see you Sunday. See you next week.